and I'm here with Demetria. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on today and really looking forward to getting into this topic of discernment. You know, it's kind of been a theme that always finds its way to pop back up, but I feel like especially right now, we're on like the precipice of a lot of changes, personal and societal, and we're about to step into Mercury retrograde, right? So that happens on the 9th. It'll be in retrograde until October 1st in the sign of Libra. And then October 2nd, it'll be moving back into the sign of Virgo. And towards the end of the podcast, we'll get a little bit more into that. But I think that um, discernment is something that it's a topic that deserves a lot of um, attention because of how important it truly is in order as like a navigational skill to have um, in any space at any time, you know, whether it's spiritual, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, just interacting with other humans. I think it's really important to have discernment towards others and then also having discernment towards um, ourselves and like the different voices in our own being. So, you know, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on here. Yeah, thank you for having me. And um, I'm not really an expert on this topic. I'm kind of like going through it right now mm -hmm. and um, paying attention to how I feel right now. Which makes you the perfect person to talk to, thank you. you know, because there's a lot of people that could be self-proclaimed experts on things, but don't actually go through it and they just read it in textbooks. So who better to have a conversation with than a person who is experiencing it predominantly in their life, you know? So yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I'm not, <laughs> no expert. Yeah, you know, how are some ways that uh, discernment that you've been feeling? How how has it been coming up for you? Like, what where have you been seeing that, and what is your relationship with discernment? Or, you know, maybe we can get into the definition a little bit. Mm. I guess I'm just now starting to accept and really feel like how I feel internally. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's not just like with your head, it's more of your body and how your body reacts to things too. Mm -hmm. Like, why did I get that sharp pain in my stomach when that person asked me this? Like, why did I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's so important. It's like, I feel like discernment is like another way of, um, I feel like it's almost like the integration of intuition, you know? in co in conjunction with our logic because discernment can come from that space of like oh that sharp feeling like i feel that like now what do i do to discern should i trust that feeling mm -hmm. should i trust that person you know um how can i navigate discerning you know when when i feel it in my body like it's like it's almost like it's like we feel our intuition we feel the feeling right or we think the thought or both and then discernment is like the step that either chooses that we choose to either do something or to not do something. Yeah, and I and I have ignored it for a long time, and it's definitely caused me to be in situations that I didn't want to be in. For sure, I think that's a part of learning discernment is 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 not listening to where we're like uh, we're doing the opposite of. But that's how you learn, you know. I feel like that's the same thing with intuition. It's like you don't trust your gut feeling until you don't trust it, and then, you know, uh, you see what happens, you know, so, and then discernment is like, oh, okay, 
I remembered last time I didn't trust my gut feeling, so let me go and trust it because I don't want nothing crazy to happen because I know last time I didn't trust it, it kind of got a little hectic, you know. So it's important, I feel, too, um, that we take that in, you know, getting into the definition a little bit for those who aren't that familiar with the word discernment. The literal definition is to make a good judgment, and then there's also a sub-definition that... Um, is a little bit more on like a spiritual end of just like knowing, going to someone uh, for guidance, you know, spiritually in that way, um, you know, and I think that a lot of, a lot of places and communities center uh, judgment as a negative thing. And when we are making a good judgment call or we're discerning, right? I don't want to get in that car if someone's drinking alcohol. I, I would, I, I value my life, you know. I, I value theirs. I can make a suggestion that I, either I could drive or we could call a cab, you know. Um, but I feel like that is like you know that's discernment, that's good judgment, and that's absolutely needed, and needed to be kind of centered as well because it's like oh don't be judgmental. But if I'm not judgmental, then I could be in danger, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and it's kind of um, that's kind of the. The, the sad reality because you you want to well at least me personally I've wanted to see the good in people and seeing the good in people sometimes like that got me hurt even worse mm-hmm. yeah because it's not like th- it's not fully taking like everything as the full picture you know we we love people and we want to see the best in them but when we don't you know, make that judgment call of, like, they're still a human being, and even if they're not a bad person, they're capable of doing not-so-good things. Mm -hmm. And whether that's personal to us or not, you know, so just discerning whether we want them in our reality or in our life anymore. And sometimes that could be really hard, you know? That could come in the shape of, like, you know, you have friendships, and it might not be aligning anymore for you. Resentments might be building up, you know, things might not be aligning where it's, like, you're not feeling that that same connection. And um, even if you are, that it's, like, just not feeling so good anymore. And then you have to make that judgment call or that discernment that, you know, maybe I should take some space from this and or maybe, you know, I should really take some space from this and, like, kind of leave that situation. You know, that could apply to jobs. That could apply to uh, romantic relationships and, you know, apply to everything you know sometimes it even happens with our families where it's like you know well we can't ever fully separate from them in in a way like I mean guess we can but you know I know for myself like different times of my life like there's been things that have come up with my family where we need to take that step back you know and so that we can both reevaluate like what what balance looks like and I think that discernment is a judgment of balance and it's almost like a judgment of for lack of better words, like the good and the bad or the intent, like what is the selfishness and the selflessness, you know, what is good for you and what's good for them, you know, and I feel like that a lot of times that comes up, especially in spirituality where it's like, you know, we're, especially when we're new into different ways, like, and we're like super excited, like I want to learn every crystal, I want to have every tarot deck, and I want to do all the things, you know, where we can like the lack of discernment could be really detrimental because not everybody has the best um intention for everyone 
you know, and that's not to uh, back up or, you know, instill fear or distrust in the masses, but it's just, it's a reality. And um, I think utilizing discernment within ourselves is a super key component and tool to be able to put ourselves out there, but also not just like throw caution to the wind and just mm -hmm. like fly off the handle because then, you know, it could, it could be a little, a little crazy. The lessons, nonetheless, lessons for sure. Yeah. How do you feel like, um, when, in what situations do you feel like discernment ha has uh, been coming up for you recently? Um, I guess when I talk to certain people and, um, like with my job and my family and stuff like that, like, uh, I'll like, I'll like get a little voice in my head that's like telling me, oh, they don't like you. Oh, they don't have the best intentions for you. But like my gut would be telling me different. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's easier, it's easier to use discernment with myself than with like in any social situations. Like, um, oh, like how is this tea making me feel like? Is it making me feel um, courageous? Is it making me feel, like, tired? Like, you can pay attention to yourself like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like you were saying before, just anything you're ingesting, you know, and that could even look like the form of information, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's the tea, whether that's the food we eat, the water we're drinking, you know, or the, the reels we're scrolling past on our phones. You know, it's like, how am I digesting this? Like, should I maybe make a different decision? Like, should I, you know, stop doing this thing that's making me feel like I'm severing ties with the relationship with myself? Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe I should just be on the phone for 15 minutes rather than two hours straight, you know? And it's just about, like, discerning what you want to do with your time. You know, it's like, the original question to the podcast that we were kind of getting into before we unpacked that we wanted to do discernment was like, well, how do you know when you should speak and when you shouldn't? Mm -hmm. You know, so I want to ask you that here and now, if you're open to answering that. Well, I'm, I'm like still experiencing like when, when is the right time and when isn't the right time to speak? Because um, in a lot of social situations, if like two other people are talking and if I'm like with another person, I'll feel like that I have to like stay away from that conversation. Like I'm not good enough to like join in on that conversation. Um, and I guess it's just being brave enough to like talk to new people. Yeah. And I feel like we all come from different spectrums of that. Like I personally, I feel like at different times of my life, I could definitely resonate with that side of it. Um, I have like, I talk a lot, you know, hence, hence the podcast. <laughs> and and um, I feel like sometimes I struggle with when to not speak because I get very excited and passionate to speak that like um, I've been really practicing that, you know, also like unpacking just like ADHD things and like what that looks like for people and like how, what that looks like for me. And, you know, not saying that's the end all be all just saying that that's a, a vehicle for me to understand my communication skills a little bit more. Cause it's like speaking a lot or not speaking enough is still a form of um, of lack of discernment for our environment, right? You know, like I notice when, if I go out and I speak a lot and I overshare, I'm like very anxious and embarrassed after, you know, if I do that overshare. But if I don't say anything, 
that I want to say, it like eats at me. I'm like, oh my god, I wanted to say that so bad. Like, no, right. you know. And I feel like after this podcast, I'm gonna be like, oh, I wish I said this. Or Every podcast, I feel that way. <laughs> like, even if I spoke the whole time. Every podcast, there's always something else that's like, oh, I could have. But at the same token, you didn't have to, you mm-hmm. know, because maybe that's something for you. You know, mm-hmm. I truly believe that whenever we step up here and, you know, with the environment that we create specifically for this podcast to be that safe space for not only us to navigate, but for others listening to also tune in and, and receive whatever is meant to said, whatever is meant to be said is said. And then whatever isn't. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be said, but sometimes we like think in our head, we're like, but this could have made me sound better. And yeah. this could have been that. And this is really important. I can't believe I forgot that, you know. Um, but there's always more podcasts to be had, more conversations. Maybe that's just a conversation we're meant to have more in person with different people that's going to come up more at different times, you know. So it's uh, up to our discernment. And um, also I feel like, like what we were kind of touching base on is like, being able to, I not only, I don't think it's not only like a social cues thing, but it's also like uh, an environmental thing, like discernment, you know, do I feel safe here? And if I don't feel safe here, is that coming from something within me solely or is it becoming from, uh, you know, uh, in reaction to something that's in my environment? Mm. And know? I feel like um, things that other people may tell you about like a certain place or something could have an effect on that too. Absolutely. The influence, you know, some people, um, most people, as much as we like to be like, "Ah, I don't let what other people say, you know, skew my judgment. Like we're all human beings and we care, especially if it's somebody that we love and we know, like we're, we're going to consider that in some kind of respect, like, Oh, okay. You know, my partner told me that this place has bad food like I'm probably not gonna look at that menu because I trust their judgment you know what I mean maybe I'll look at the menu but I'm probably not gonna end up committing to eating there you know so it's like also discerning well do I have the same taste buds as her like do I have the same taste buds as them like wh- or whatever that or whoever it is that you're having a conversation with like do we ha- share the same common interest like I can look at your judgment to a space and respect it and then also go into it and create my own, but I feel like the only way you can do that is if you acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. If you acknowledge that that's their experience and you're entitled to your own experience, you know? Yeah, and I feel like it's also finding what works for you. Mm-hmm. Like we were also talking about, um, like you need to ground yourself first before you make any like decisions. Yeah. And that look could look different for anyone. It could be like stretching, like feeling a stone, like lighting an incense. It's yeah. whatever works for that person. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so important, you know, to because it's like, how can we make a good judgment call or utilize discernment if we're not even in our body? Mm. You know, like, how are we going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, like, this is what I should do if we're over here thinking about March 27th, 2004, you know, like, 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 how can we be here on September 7th, right? 7th? I think. I think it is. Uh, And like. 2022 on this podcast if we're thinking about all the things that we should say you know moving forward or the things that we could have done or you know oh I forgot to take my fold my laundry today you know it's just the absence of presence leaves space for um less accuracy in our judgments I 
truly believe in. Like that was something we were talking about in the woods too. It's like, you know, the uh, the core. You know, mm-hmm. how can you? How would you know? You know, going back to the to the flyer, like, how do you know when you should do something when you shouldn't do something? You know, and your response was like, "Well, you need to be present in your core." Yeah, and trust it. Yeah. And it's like, and then, and then from there, you discern. It's not, the discernment doesn't come before that, you know? So I think that that also deserves a big light shined on it, you know, throughout understanding, if we're learning how to understand and navigate discernment, we have to understand and navigate being present, you know, which I feel like can get so um, misconstrued or like convoluted, just tainted with so many different perceptions of what present it's just like you'll be in here right now just right now you know (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of people would say like being present would be like meditating but a lot Mm -hmm. of these meditations like they take you places yeah you are not going to be present if you're doing a akashic reading like akashic record meditation you're not going to be present if you're doing like a galactic cyber (laughs) meditation like you are going to be somewhere else you're you're in invoking astral projection you know Mm -hmm. it's like taking a breath is present like all right in through the nose out through the mouth you know i'm by everybody who's listening to this podcast close your eyes and take a breath in through your nose and out through the mouth even just like rubbing your hands and just like feeling your body um you know saying your name especially when you say it three times you know you're really just like pulling your energy into the space and you know sometimes I know for myself like sometimes I do sounds like I'll like do like I'll fidget but like I'll make a noise and I'll be like because I have to get myself out of my head because that's what tends to lift me off into other realms and dimensions you know it's like something since we had that conversation since we were looking at that book the the secret knowledge book I can't get it out of my head how simple it is to step into the astral world and Mm -hmm. how difficult it has been made to be. Yeah. You know, they make it seem like you have to be special to to go there. But really, you just have to be open to tapping into that energy. Anyone could do it. Literally, if y'all are interested right now in this moment, let's just do a really quick exercise. So... Wherever you're at, there's probably something in front of you. If there isn't something in front of you, turn to something that's literally, like, obstructing you, like a table, a wall, whatever the case is, right? And just like we did before, to close our eyes and take a breath in through our nose, out through our mouth. Now just imagine walking through it. Like, right now, I'm in the middle of this table, I just walked through this TV in front of me. And now I'm going to come back. So wherever you're at, walk through whatever's in front of you. Not too crazy. Don't go too far. And now invite yourself back into your body. Right and back into your seat. Right back into your feet. And call your name back. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Out through your mouth. And open your eyes whenever you feel ready to. And just like that, we were in the astral plane. Because we didn't move. 
our physical body didn't go nowhere. But we thought we did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we thought we did, so we did. And to demystify different dimensions and, and spectrums in that way, like on a scientific level, there are different dimensions, right? If you want to get into the quantum physics aspect, you know, that's another time, another space. And I'm certainly not the professional to talk to about that. But I know a little bit of something, something about it. And that's what we're doing. We're like operating in that other plane. You know, we still don't understand existence to the degree or caliber that um, we may feel we do. Uh, there's so much mystery. The more we know, the more we realize we don't know. So what if, right? Let's throw a what if. There's no definitives. What if when we go into that place, that's actually happening in another aspect of our being, you know? Whether it's another dimension of ourselves in this plane or in another parallel dimension of us, you know? And then take that tool that we just did, simply walking through a table or a wall, and apply that to obstacles, you know, apply that to things you want. Like, I see myself sitting in the biggest bed that's ever been created in the world because I love a fluffy bed. I love bed. I'm a sleepy girl, you know. And I, <laughs> I, could, I, if I could have it my way, I would have a whole room that is just a bed, you know. Mm -hmm. I could just sit there and envision that. Maybe one day I'll be able to walk into that in reality. Maybe I won't. But at least if I do a little exercise like that, I could be there for that moment. And then that joy can kind of remind me of what I can do to achieve certain um, things in my life that could potentially create it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's so. pretty funny to think about because um, sometimes when I'd when I be walking to work, like, I'll just, like, have my headphones in, I'm listening to music, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm in another, I'm in, like, a club or something, and I'm dancing. Like, maybe yeah. I really was there. Yep. But in reality, I'm, I'm walking to work. Mm -hmm. That's so funny that you that you mentioned that. It's so cool. You know, we're so much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't need any uh, any person to to give you permission to access those parts of you. You know, there's definitely teachers and guides and and, you know, people that have been that have uh, more expertise in these things that we can sit and we can learn from, of course, like be balanced, you know, be humble, but be confident, you know, like being humble doesn't have to mean you're not confident. You know, being confident doesn't mean you have to be, you know, lack of being humble. And it's like finding the balance and then discerning who we want to learn from. Like, I, I, I'm so grateful that in this lifetime, I don't know whether my ancestors impact, like, just jam-packed it into my head or lives I've lived before or simply just the human I am today. It's just like when I was younger, I was so hungry to learn more about my spirituality and more about things like that. And I give so much gratitude, excuse me, to the discernment that I had because I could have been in a lot of different places. And don't get, a, don't get it twisted, I definitely ended up in some questionable spaces, but it was never with a full commitment it was never like in like I couldn't come back from it. It was like, I'm here, I'm observing, I'm a part of something. Does it feel good? Maybe for a little. All right, it's not feeling good. I'm gonna head out. This isn't for me, you know. And um, and I feel like I used to get so much anger for those who um 
didn't naturally have this because not all of us come to this world with the same amount of skill it, like you know so i might have a lot of discernment someone might be a mathematician you know it doesn't mean that anyone's greater or less than but when i used to work at that spiritual store that i met you at you know i like there was a, a place down the block so the place the store that i used to work for it was like very like omnistic it was a little bit of everything a little bit of native beliefs little bit of like you know hinduism it was a little bit of everything pretty much like a universal store um a lot more light like nothing specifically targeted and then down the block there was this place and it was like this woman who has like a ten dollar reading type place you know and i personally just never had interest in it you know um i didn't really know much about it and i didn't really walk on that side of the box so i was never really exposed to it once a few people once i started working there for a little bit there was a lot of people that came rolling in that were like i went to this woman it was a ten dollar reading and then she told me to take this crystal home and then after she took the crystal home she read the crystal and she told me i was gonna need five hundred dollars and it was like this whole thing and it's like these people that were clearly so emotionally desperate going through something and then by the time they already realized that they were getting gypped or like scammed or whatever you whatever term you want to use or just taken advantage of in general like it was already gone their money was gone you know and then they didn't feel in fact a lot of times i don't want to speak for these people a lot of times it seemed like they felt even worse than when they walked in there mm. so you know me like they come into the store and i'm like come here I'm cleaning them up, I'm smudging them, I'm like, you know, free of course. Like, I'm not going to charge you for something that is innately from Earth. I'm grateful that I have the ability or the the um, exposure, the knowledge to be able to work with these plants and utilize them for the medicines that they can be on, um, on that level and that plane, you know. So I'm over here, like, and then made me get angry. I was like, I'm angry at these people, like, how could you just take advantage of these people? Like, you see their vulnerabilities, but that's exactly what they prey off of. And then that would be the the sense of, like, you know, well, people who get nervous to get a reading because they're like, oh, people study psychology, and they know from the way I look like this that that probably means that. And it's like, I used to think that, too. Like, just because I'm very much so involved in a lot of this doesn't mean that I don't have skepticism in other people and even in myself. You know, so I say all that to say, like, we, it's a process in learning discernment, you know, and it looks different for everybody. Um, I still struggle with getting real passionate about when people take advantage of the lack of discernment. I get real, yeah. I get real mama bear about it. Um, <laughs> but it's also an opportunity for them to grow. You know, I used to always be like, how can people follow this person blindly? How can they follow this person that? You know, these different people that call themselves shamans that, like, studied a five-minute course, you know, or, like, that mm -hmm. call them, whatever the title is, you know. Everyone, there's all different shades of appropriation, you know, but that's for a different podcast. Um, yeah. And I'd be like, why? And something something about you that not a lot of other, like, um, spiritual practitioners, like, um, say, like, you say, like, like, we don't need you. Like, we, we have it within ourselves. We don't, we don't need you. Yeah. But, but I'm glad that I have you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm like, cause I'm not trying to start a cult, you know what I mean? And that's what, that's the difference. It's like, I'm very anti-cult starting. Um, <laughs> and there's just been so many different spaces that 
like people don't realize that's what they're starting but if you look up the definition of it that is what they're curating mm. the environment for when you are breeding an environment for people to depend on you like you're god like you're like you're above them and that they need you to move forward and you're gatekeeping themselves from them by manipulating their minds. And or some of these people are literally manipulating themselves and they don't even realize that they're doing it. So I have compassion for that. And then other people are fully aware and um, and monetize off of that knowing or just, you know, receive even if it's not from finances, just whatever it is that they're they're looking for, you know, validation and attention, whatever the case is. The only reason I can understand and like view that in that way is because of I'm I'm never going to stop doing the work myself. Whenever I start feeling like I'm falling off, I start backing up from certain things that I'm too involved in where I'm like, ah, I'm not the person you want to get a reading from right now. You should go hit up this person. I'm never afraid to reference somebody, mm. you know, and that goes into anything. That's not only with just readings that could be like, a podcast, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm not in the energy to be out here talking about anything unless I'm talking about the discomfort I'm feeling in my body right now because that's what I'm an expert in, <laughs> you know. And uh, the only reason I'm able to do this is because I, it, I'm, I'm honest with myself and it's taken a lot of painful years of peeling back layers to get to that space. And um, I don't know, I feel like this lifetime I've just like always have a series of uh, and just embarrassing myself in different spaces, which has made me very humble to a lot of things, you know. Um, and uh, now I'm learning that discernment of, like, taking the things that I've learned um, and and giving myself credit for it um, without gassing myself up where I can't walk through a doorway, you know, finding that in between, because I tend to come from that spectrum of, like, Nah, it's not enough. I need to study 10 more years in this. And then I can make an offering for like 20 bucks. So it's affordable for everyone. <laughs> you know, and it's like completely unbalanced, you know. And I've, I've been told time and time again from from the different, you know, people that I've learned, like even the people that I needed discernment from, even the different um, guides or practitioners or humans in my life in general that were in it at a point and aren't now, I still... It doesn't just because someone isn't for you or something isn't for you doesn't mean that you can't take back something from it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I feel like a lot of the people that I had to discern to step away from, I still learned a lot, you know, and um, when when it applies, I do shout them out and still give them credit despite the fact of how things may end it or, um, you know, I'm not afraid to do that because at the end of the day, I'm a person. And yes, I get my things. I do my best to sit with myself and get things from source, but everyone's from source. So, you know, you know, that feeling when you look and you're like, ah, oh, someone got the tattoo that I wanted or someone got this. And it's like, but they're just connect. That just means that me and that person are just that connected, you know, like, I mean, obviously I'm not talking about someone who like you told you wanted this tattoo and they got it. Right, I right. mean, someone you don't know right. <laughs> at all. You look up in the, every time you want to get a tattoo, you look up like, oh, okay, this tattoo or that tattoo. And then you see um, hundreds, thousands of people who have this tattoo. All of y'all were tuned into the same thing from source at some point, some experience, something that you guys are carrying the same thread. 
So rather than get possessive of it, why not be like, yo, that's freaking cool. Like, you, I probably, I'll probably like you. You'd probably be cool to hang out with. <laughs> We're tuned into the same thing. Or maybe you'd be super triggering. Who knows? Depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think um, learning discernment, uh, learning the definition, seeing it play out, uh, in our own life and then in other people's lives. Like, you know, if you, if, if you struggle to recall a moment that you may need or um, have utilized or need to utilize the sermon, take that example that I just gave before. Like when you watch someone get taken advantage of, cause you're gonna remember that, you know. You might not remember something for yourself but I guarantee you'll remember if one of your loved ones got taken advantage of. And then you can look at, like, how could they have discerned in a different way? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in a better or worse, because we don't know better than anybody else. But, like, in that moment, you can also reflect of, like, oh, maybe that could have been done a little differently if they would have discerned that. But then also having the compassion, like, excuse me, some people don't discern because they don't truly trust themselves. And um, and they want to believe everyone else but themselves, you know, because they don't have that comfort level with them yet, which I've been there, you know. I've been that person to listen to every single person but me. Right. And I, I definitely feel that, like, n- like, now has been the time where I've stepped up and I've really been feeling how I feel internally. And that's something to be proud of. You know, that's something to definitely, like, acknowledge and be proud of. It's like you're freeing yourself from the the easily manipulated energies of mm-hmm. the people that we were discussing that, like, are operating from that space or not only people but places that are operating from that space of people that lack discernment because the more you trust yourself and view yourself as a viable, a viable source of information – more you're like actually i don't mess with that i'm good like i'm gonna just i don't like cherries why you keep trying to offer me them you Mm -hmm. know it's like i'm allergic to cherries why are you trying to offer me them you know it's like maybe they don't know but then after they know why are they still doing it you know you could see it clearer you could see things clearer rather than it's like I want people, please. I want I want to appease this person. You know what? I'm going to eat a cherry even though I'm, like, mildly allergic. Whatever. I'll take an itchy tongue. Mm-hmm. I want them to feel good. I don't want them to feel like I'm being rude. They're offering me something. Right. And that's that's the hard part, like, asking asking yourself if they really do have the best intentions for you and then having that, like, battle in your mind. Because then it's making you have to, like, you know, if you have any abandonment stuff, that's going to get kicked up. If you have any you know fears of of uh being used or all these different things that gets kicked up although the truth can hurt in the moment um it's it's like no matter what it's respectful somehow the most disrespectful things that come to light can become respectful in hindsight when delivered in truth mm-hmm. and transparency because a person, a place, a thing, whatever it is that is giving you the opportunity 
or yourself big on that one um you're giving yourself the actual reality so instead of shadow boxing possibilities you're getting the option to discern to move or to not move you know now you're getting like you're you're getting the space created to do or not do something you're getting the choice rather than being on autopilot and that's respectful you know and that takes courage because a lot of times that means that especially when it's coming from another person it means that they're get they're making themselves vulnerable because they're showing you probably like a side of them that's very uh you know vulnerable just vulnerable you know i'm not gonna say good or bad or dark or evil or whatever like it's just when someone gives you the opportunity whether they lied previously or whether they're just you know being honest with you on something you weren't even aware of it's like they took that judgment like despite me being afraid that they might leave me or they might not be my friend or they might quit this job or whatever it is I'm pulling up and being transparent, being like, yo, this is what's going on. And then we get the opportunity to be like, maybe I'll discern to not say anything right now. I'm going to sit with it. But then I'm going to discern later whether I'm going to move away from it, you know. But there's the choice. So honesty breeds choice. Choice is discernment. Judgment of a decision, which the choice is coming from. So it's fucking cool, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't even know all that until we had this podcast. But <laughs> that's that's the that's the importance in communicating with people, you know, and then the importance of reflecting with ourselves is like that ebb and flow. Is like when we had this conversation, like all the stuff that I'm going to be processing and receiving after this podcast is because we had this conversation. Or else half of the stuff wouldn't have been activated. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I think I understand discernment enough, you know, to, like, understand it, you know. But now I feel like I'm really intimate with that word and with that process because you decided to come on here. So that's the power that you have, you know, or else it would have just been me bouncing thoughts off of myself, which is still valid, but I think it's very important to, um, that's why I like to have people on here, you know, um, and uh, yeah, I'm just really grateful that you that you came. Thank you for the opportunity. Of I needed a, a kick in the butt to put myself out there. And sometimes we do. <laughs> I only do uh, I only do what's been done to me and what I have done to myself. <laughs> well, thank you. You're very welcome. You're very very welcome. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to get into? Not really. Anything else you want to share? Or anything at all to right now to anybody here or to your future self or anything well, like, you want to say? Like you were saying with like the honesty and being transparent. Like when I see other people like being transparent, I'm like, oh my god, I wish I wish I could be like that. But now I'm at the point where I'm gonna start being like that. And um, you already ins- are. Right <laughs> instead now. of instead of saying <laughs> staying silent and being nervous, maybe I'll start speaking on. Oh, I'm nervous right now. Mm-hmm. and like start a conversation and maybe i'll feel better about it for sure and i'm sure when you listen back to this at another point you're gonna be like wow i'm doing that because you already are you already are and you deserve that credit 
you know what I mean? It's like just just allowing ourselves to share certain things is allowing ourselves to be intimate with people, mm-hmm. right? We can't, if we're craving intimacy or connection with other humans, which we innately do because we're human, in order for us to connect with somebody else, like we also need to invite them in, you know? And if we're constantly just like, afraid to let them in then we can't really connect and then it it perpetuates this like anxiety spiral of being silent Mm -hmm. i know well believe it or not (laughs) it's also being honest with yourself because for so long i haven't been honest with myself and i've just done what other people wanted me to do yeah that's that's a part of the road that you know that you're on in this lifetime and i know a lot of people can resonate with that because i share and it's not a fix it's not a destination it's a it's a it's a road like it's you know every time I think I'm like oh I've been so good with people pleasing I've been really like all my stuff you know and then I'm like I'll catch myself do something I'll be like but it's okay but but that's okay you know because things take different form and they come up and they show up in different ways like it's like when we heal something it's not like that it's just healed Mm. You know, uh, there was this this picture that I posted the other day. It was like, how do you break a pattern is you respond differently. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that that pattern's not going to continue to come up. Mm-hmm. That pattern is probably going to be with you for the rest of your life. Maybe even others. But the way you respond to it, that that's how you heal it. That's mm-hmm. or, and, or break it, like, you know, change it. I'm like, all right, well, I feel like I shouldn't speak right now. I feel like I shouldn't come on the podcast. But look at you. Yeah, yeah. And you did it. And that's just, you know, maybe another time you might get a another opportunity to do something like this, and maybe you won't. But maybe that'll be out of discernment that you weren't supposed to do that with that person. Or maybe you weren't supposed to say it was me. And I'm like, oh, you want to do a podcast again? And you're like, eh, I'm not feeling like it right now. Mm-hmm. That's fine, too. Because people that love you and that are also constantly doing the same work are going to only become more and more aware of and trust your decisions as you trust them. You know, the more you trust yourself and your decisions, the more your loved ones around you will be like, oh, I don't got to worry about you. You got a good head on your shoulders. You make good judgments. I don't need to worry about you going out here and doing something crazy because you've been out there and you've gotten your way back home safely, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Discernment. (laughs) Well, if that's, if we covered everything, then we can kind of get into the uh, astrological tarot card mystical portion. If you're open to it. I'm always open to that. Cool, cool, cool. So, I was thinking, since we're on the eve of this Mercury retrograde, let's pull some cards and have a little reading for anybody who's tuned in, you know, right now and who's open to receive. What is it that we should be focusing on? What is it that is coming up? What is it, you know, whatever the... um, the spirits want to show us at this time as a collective of humans that are tuned in or that will tune in. What is it that, what is it a 
what is this retrogrades environment kind of like breeding? So with that being said, if you want to, um, if you want to pull, which one do you want to pull? Which one are you I feel like the ones I'm supposed to pull are right here. Are right there. And okay. then the ones that you are right there. So, um, yeah, you got the tradition, I guess the relation, just the relation of this. Yeah, it'll come out however it's supposed to. So just whatever you feel, trust yourself. And show whatever messages you need to come out this time to help guide us and show us insight on this shade of Mercury retro thing that we're stepping into whatever the imbalance So one of the decks that I just pulled from is uh, the Chakra Wisdom Oracle. And it has like a little short story, so I would like to share that with you guys before getting into the, the whole reading. So one of the short things are, so the covery, the, the covery, the card is recovery. Right. <laughs> it's probably because of the light. Yeah, okay. All right. Just trust me on this. It says recovery. And it's a, it's a, like, looks like a spirit blowing air on a key over a woman's shoulder while another woman's watching while he's coming through a door. And then the key, the keyhole is predominant as well. So. The lilac key. Lilac offers detachment as you allow yourself to see the bigger picture. What once may have been <clears throat> immaturity is now about to grow into a new partnership with spirit. Step back and allow the angels to bring healing to you. Pain from our past unlocks the door of understanding. Legend. Greta wakes to find the painful childhood memories all around her room. In the distance appears a huge wooden door with a white light streaming through the keyhole. As Greta tries to gather up her painful memories, they melt and form into a great lilac key. She places the key in the lock and wave of fear engulfs her. The door opens and the pain and fear recede. Clarity comes. Survival is no longer enough. Inspiration. 
Once the key has been used to open up the door, you will have a new way of living, one without keys. Where are you heading? There, where you're heading, there are no locks. Personal inquiry. Is it time to recover a part of me that has been dormant? Am I ready to live an inspired future? Key ideas. Facing fear is wounded. Wounding is strength. Courage to face pain. Awakening greatness. Keywords, genuineness, regeneration, understanding. Meditation. Imagine standing outside a door holding a string of keys. Each one has a different chakra color. The key calls out to you. A key calls out to you. Visualize opening the door with your key. Let the light from the other side wash over you as you enter. Is this light a particular color? What is this journey about? So I'm reading that so that you guys can go back to that. And if that meditation resonates, you can do that with yourself. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the cards and the reading that came out is like real simple um about such a like you know these times can be complicated they could get confusing and they can be all over the place where we're trying to focus on different things or what we are expected to focus on this reading is allowing us to literally just take the time to breathe so in other words to be present do whatever it is that you need to be present you know Breathing is sacred to replenish yourself slowly. Inhale, wellness and clarity count to six, then exhale stress at the count of six. If that resonates, do that for yourself. You know, put your hand on your heart. Whatever it is that you need to allow yourself to get in your body. Like we were talking about before, it, it would be able to navigate and use your discernment. Like that's that's what's coming up is mm -hmm. like as long as you allow yourself to get into the moment and allow yourself to see that your recovery isn't it's like it's it's like we were talking about with with the cycle breaking like even if we apply that to what we more commonly know recovery as we look at like you know drugs and alcohol like drugs and alcohol don't cease to exist the response to them changes right so now what this card and what that message is like saying to me and you know how it's shining its light is like right now is the time that we're getting to understand that like we've taken the time let me rephrase that we've taken the time to understand how things can trigger us we might have even dived into the whys we might have deep dived into the whys where it comes from found our childhood memories all of these different things like it was saying no matter what we've experienced, there comes a point where we got to just move forward, you know? And um, it doesn't mean leaving anything behind that is meant to move forward with us. It means just being able to allow ourselves to be lighter. There are certain things, just because we leave things behind doesn't mean that we're abandoning them. Just because we're able to move forward without the weight of all of those rocks doesn't mean that we don't aren't able to carry the experience of what it was like when we had to walk with rocks. We're just able to breathe a little deeper and uh, feel a little lighter. So utilizing that, um, utilizing that, like, yeah, like if any of this resonates, go back to what I was just saying before and do that meditation. I'm going to do that meditation. It sounds dope. Like I definitely want to know what color my key is, you know, and I strongly recommend that, especially right now during this time, 
Mercury retrograde is something to fear. It's something to reflect on. It's something to slow down with, you know. Do your best to not sign, you know. Don't make huge judgment calls during this time. Reflect on them, right? You know, not opening up a business, brand new, like, signing contracts and things of that sort. Like, September, now you've got a little bit of grace period in the shadow, you know, in the shadow before and after. But, like, definitely during retrograde, strongly recommend to, like, just take that time. It's like about what, like September ninth. It's about a month, you know, um, a little less than a month. It's not the longest time ever. I'm sure you've had to waited longer for much more, you know. So just taking that time to reflect on if that's something that you really want, or if it's something that you're kind of taking with you from your past, you know, um, how you can reshape that. It's only gonna mold better once you give it more time to settle and um, and set, you know, knowing your own strength and. Um, you know, do you want to share anything on these ones on this side? Um, I actually have something to say about the ones that you pulled. Sure. Um, the way I'm seeing it is the the key to recovery is the breath or whatever mm. that is that connects you to yourself. Because mm. he's like he's literally breathing on that key too. Mm-hmm. Like however right. however it is that you connect with yourself, like mm-hmm. that's the key to your recovery. Mm-hmm. What it's whatever feels good for you. It doesn't have to be breath itself. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. There's the word harmonize again. I didn't even I didn't even peep that. Mm-hmm. So it says the frequency the frequency of strength supports your ability to harmonize all of our qualities and skills towards a strong and balanced way of being. And then um, this card was judgment. So I feel like um, doing that without like judging yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. It's like, it's like this, this reading became like, it's, it's so clear and simple, but it, it, it's clear and simple because right now, not to be like predetermined because that everything is going to be chaos. It's just like, we're going to Mercury retrograde in the sign of Libra. Libra is all about finding harmony finding balance, judgments, legal things, all of this stuff, right? Relationships, you know, all of these different things, aesthetic, you know, like the way we look, you know, there's a lot of different things that come up with uh, Libra in general and then Libra in retrograde. It's going to give us a time to deepen and find if there's something, if, if I would put this this reading into a sentence, it's, Allow yourself to understand what create what breathes harmony into your life right now, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that's that's most likely going to look very different than it has at any other point of your life because it always changes. So, what do you need to create harmony, and then also knowing that you have the strength to follow through with it. And like you're saying, just be gentle with yourself. You don't got to be so judgmental on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, saying that to self as well on this much. But yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for, for following these and for reading. Yeah, thank you. You're so welcome. And um, to conclude this pod, what are you thinking? Should we do the day of or should we do mind platter? What's mind platter? This is the one that's just the poems. Oh, okay. 
We can do both. Let's do both, because okay. you want to open up to a page? Sure. What is it that we are meant to hear right now? And I'm going to pull, for real this time, the actual day. <laughs> Which is September 7th, right? It's September 7th. Good. Okay, cool. Thank you, Kenny. Appreciate you. <laughs> September 7th. But where was I to start? The world was so vast. I shall start with the country I know best, my own. But why my country is so very large, I had better start with my town. But my town, too, is large. I better start with my street. No, my home. No, my family. Never mind. I shall start with myself. Ellie By Ellie Weasel. How many times have you tried to change others, a parent, a loved one, a friend, a boss, rather than change yourself? Sometimes it may, say, it may seem easier to focus on other people, but the truth is that the only person that you can change is yourself. But if you can't change yourself in five minutes or go to bed in one night expecting to wake up the next day, the person you've always wanted to be, changing yourself means getting to know yourself first. Your likes, your dislikes, your goals, your desires, your skills, your abilities, your limits, your boundaries. One way to get to know yourself is to balance your time alone with the way... Sorry. One way to get to know yourself is to balance your time alone with the time you spend with others. Time alone gives your mind and emotions the space to relax and to let go of tension and irritations, to gain new perspectives and, re and rejuvenate. Structure each day to allow for a minimum of 15 minutes alone, then go for a walk, take a drive, listen to soothing music, or meditate. The purpose of alone time is to eliminate both interactions and distractions. Today, I'll give myself a chance to spend some time alone. Such time can provide me with a valuable way of getting to know myself a little bit better. Word. Always. Always just does the thing. <laughs> so I turn to the page, read my silence. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you think my silence has no meaning, think twice. Think and you will realize the strength I hold back, with m back my words with. The most universal language is that of silence. We all use it, but it, but it is most misunderstood. It is the most powerful. It is the only language that we all express, yet each, each have our own unique way of expressing it. Go for those who understand your own silence, no matter what co you code it with. Go for those who are aware of the existence of a meaning behind your silence, one that is deeper than any words can f rightfully express. After all, they don't understand your silence. They will never understand your words. Mm. yeah wow yeah i thought that was pretty funny because i'm just now like breaking my silence you know at work people used to be like oh you never talk you never talk but never came to ask themselves why i don't talk mm -hmm. so yeah that was pretty ironic wow that well, was did really you want cool. me to like no i'm sorry i just have this is just i just throw it away okay you're fine so to really conclude, conclude. <laughs> it's like, but wait, there's more. You want to chime them out? Hmm? You want to chime them out? Like this that? one too? Do you feel like you want to use that one? Yeah. So we have a uh, throat chakra, crystal singing bowl, and uh, crown chakra, crystal singing bowl. Uh, approaching the mic and if you're open to receiving the vibrations get comfortable take a deep breath in through your nose out through your mouth 
start to flutter your eyes closed and becoming aware of your body. Bring your breath into your body and releasing any tension you may have stored in your jaw, your shoulders, your arms, your legs, your lower back, thighs, ankles, feet, nose, wherever you may have some tension, not judging it. Just becoming aware and preparing yourself for these cleansing vibrations of attuning our voice to speak or to stay silent and our mind to be open, to be connected with everything above us and to be connected with our body. Um, Turning back to the space, whatever space you are in, knowing that you can go back and always revisit those vibrations if they suited you. And thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for coming on to thank the you. pod and for being you and wishing you well on your travels and everything like that in a good way. And yeah, see you guys next week. <laughs>